This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's time for a one-of-a-kind poker party. Poker Night in America is streaming live from Studio 52 in Las Vegas. Join us nightly at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as some of the biggest names in poker play in the ultimate house game. Watch on the Poker Night in America channel on YouTube and Twitch or go to PokerNight.com. Poker Night in America is back and ready to party. Hello and welcome to Betting Weekly Soccer Show with me, Nigel Seeley. Uh, the domestic leagues may be over across Europe, but there's still work to be done. Some big European Cup finals, and we start with a big one on Wednesday night. It's the Europa Conference League final, the very first Europa, long, Europa Conference League final, easy for me to say. And it's from Albania in Tirana, and we have two interesting sides. And looking ahead to the game with me is our Italian Serie A expert, man who's been on red-hot form on the Bet Rivers Network, Mr. Daniele Fischer-Keller. Daniele, how are you, sir? Great end to the season in Italy. Ciao, Nigel. Yeah, very, very well. Very exciting. Maybe not as exciting as he was in the Premier League, but he went down to the wire. Milan were crown champions after 11 years. I think they deserved. They've been the more regular team. Some people argue the better team were Inter, but in the head-to-head, Milan had the edge. So, you know, well done to them for, uh, for getting their hands on the title. But it's been really, really a good season that delivered. Yeah, very good season. Good season across all of Europe, really, with some of the big teams. But the Milan title race was brilliant as well. Uh, the reason why we brought Daniele on to this game is because, obviously, there's an Italian side in the final. The final, as I said, being played in Albania. It's Roma against Feyenoord. Uh, Roma, obviously, going in as marginal favourites. Not as big a favourites as you probably would expect, given their form. Uh, and, obviously, the man in charge. Um, Daniele, do you think it's fair? Let's have a look at the odds first before we go into the sort of the analysis. Uh, to win in 90 minutes, remember, if you're betting Roma to win in 90 minutes, that only 90 minutes counts. If they win an extra time or penalties, your bet will be graded as a loser. Bet Rivers have Roma at plus 133. Fanoid are 2-1. to one, The tie at plus 245. And to win the trophy, which brings in extra time and penalties, Roma are minus 139 and Fanoid are plus 115. What do you think about those odds? But I think it's a fair reflection of the quality of uh, both teams. And let's not forget in finals, big players, good players are almost always the people who decide finals. And I think Roma overall have got a better squad than final. Having said that, uh, when the competition started, um, Roma were amongst the favourites to win it alongside Spurs, I think. Uh, Feyenoord were uh, between the underdogs. And, you know, I think Feyenoord have done really, really well. They are unbeaten in the competition in 12 games, whereas Roma have lost a couple. Uh, Feyenoord are the top scorer of the 
competition, Roma are the second top scorer. But, you know, if you look at the quality of the two squads and also the quality of both leagues, that's why Roma are more favorite because of the experience, because of Mourinho, who's been there, has done that, but also other players in the Roma squad. Uh, you look, for example, at Mkhitaryan and Smalling. They both win the Europa League with Mourinho and Manchester United. You look at Tammy Abram. He's been in great form, over 20 goals scored uh, this season. You look at Cristante, uh, Mancini, Spinazzola. They both, they all won the Euros with Italy. Whereas for Feyenoord, there are some up-and-coming youngsters. There are some players that have been revitalized by the work of the manager Arnes Lott but of course they are the surprise package of this competition yeah I mean you look at when they started the competition they started in July 22nd I mean it was playing almost a full calendar year of football matches in this tournament uh, the interesting you know you made points there about Roma and being obviously the Serie A is probably a bit more an elite league across Europe than the Eredivisie um, the other thing I mean I think the most important factor is the man in the dugout Jose Mourinho I mean he's never lost a major final in 90 minutes his record in European finals is phenomenal he's never lost one apart from a Super League penalty shootout um, how important you know you watch Serie A week in week out what difference has uh, Jose Mourinho made to this Roma team look in terms of results in Serie A the answer is not much because they finished only one point above last season when they were with under Fonseca but I think what Mourinho has done he has brought the environment together he has found the chemistry between the players and the environment is not easy to manage in Rome there are always a lot of expectations so there is a sense of togetherness within the team. I think the turning point of Roma season is when in the same competition in the Conference League, they got defeated 6-1 away by Bodo Glimt. At that time, Mourinho was heavily disappointed. He called out, he singled out the players that he thinks were not almost fit to wear the shirt. He marginalized them. And since then, he counted basically with 13, 14 players plus a couple of reinforcements that that came in the January transfer market. Since then, he hasn't made many rotations, but Roma has found more of a system, more of a solidity, and they went on strength to strength. And in fact, in 2022, they've been a very good side. Uh, They would have finished uh, uh, very close to the top four in 2022. They had a good unbeaten streak uh, um, between February and March. And, you know, they managed to grind out results as well. Winners at the weekend, Roma, 3-0 at Torino, was not easy uh, five days before a major final the first major final in 31 years for Roma let's not forget but they got the results there some very clever rotation for Mourinho and you know another win to nil 18th win to nil for Roma this season in all competition 11 times they won either one nil or two nil so if they score the first goal also in this final they can defend they can dig deep look what they did at Leicester you know, away, 1-1, good defense, majestic performance for Smalling, at home in front of 75,000 people at the Olimpico, 1-0 win, score early, and really, really dig deep. So that's, I think, is the Mourinho mentality mm-hmm. that this, uh, uh, this, this team has for sure. Yeah, I think with Mourinho, the one thing he has to have, he has to have the players to buy into the what he, the system he wants to play. And he, he didn't have that at Manchester United, certainly, but he certainly did at Chelsea. Would you say he's at a right club now? I mean, he's... Where is he going to go? I mean, he couldn't in the Premier League. I don't think he'd be out. No, no one in the in the top six would, would take a risk on him anymore after Manchester United. But he's probably at the right club now at the right time of his career. And uh, and the young players still get it. I'd rather him manage my team than be against him in a final all day long. 
Yeah, I think I think I think you're right, and I think he's got to, he's got a perspective in front of him. He knows he wants to stay two or three years. He never made a secret of that. He wants to build something there at Roma, and this could be a good platform, a good springboard, winning this final to then attract better players for next season. And yeah, start building up a bit of a legacy. Uh, no one is going to ask him to win the title uh, even next season, but maybe push him for a Champions League finish. I think yes, with the um, we saw it in January with the, with the transfer that they got when they got Sergio Oliveira from Porto. Uh, it strengthened uh, the team. He needs a little bit more, but you know it's been also good at developing young players. For example, uh, Zaleski, the left back, he changes position and then he adapting from a, a midfielder to a left back. It's been it's been brilliant, and they coped without Spinazzola, who was the best left back at Euros for many many times actually now he's back so he might start in the final but you know you also uh, get the most got the most of Tammy Abram you know when Tammy Abram started in Serie A he was a little bit weak he was going on the floor far too many times he wasn't scoring enough now he's in a very good form nine goals for Abram in the conference league by the way and you know this is a player that Mourinho really really uh, wanted so I think yes he's got uh, he's got some he's got some some work to do Mourinho uh, Roma still are not able to beat the top teams. This season, they only beat Lazio once, they beat Atalanta twice, but they never beat any of the top four teams. And in the Conference League, you might argue, they faced always opposition that were expected to beat. I think even Leicester, they were expected to beat. So this is a probably the toughest game of the season at the moment because they do find in Feyenoord, they will find Feyenoord a team that will give them something to think about. You know, Feyenoord is very well managed. They play a very good style of 4-3-3, progressive. They got really interesting players. So, you know, uh, Roma, obviously, it, it would be it would be a, a tough a tough one for Roma, of course. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I've got to sort of give a little bit of, uh, be on the Feyenoord side here, because this is, this is, we're very impartial in this show, and obviously you're coming from the Roman perspective, but Feyenoord coming in in decent form. I mean, they've only yes. lost once in their last 12 matches, and that was on the final day of the season when they had really nothing to play for, uh, and you could probably forgive them that, Rom. So they've got a lot of time to prepare. It's a big, big game. You would think geographically where it's based is going to be a lot more Italian support rather than Feyenoord support, so they're going to be have a huge contingency with them. That's probably why they're favourites. The one thing you did to highlight about Mourinho and we, everybody watches Mourinho games. It's not very, you know, it's not really pretty whenever Mourinho goes to it, but it's effective. And, uh, you know, the one market that I quite look at, like the look of here is the total goals market. I mean, it's a major final. It's a first ever final. So, you know, it's a lot of pressure on these players to, to perform. Uh, we've seen a lot of goals uh, around in the Champions League and the Europa League this season, but uh, being in a final, being the name Mourinho, is it? I'm quite surprised that under two and a half goals here is minus 108. Over two and a half goals is minus 114. So it's pretty much a, a 50 50 split. I given Mourinho, given an Italian side who could defend like they can, I'm surprised that under here is available at minus 108. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think the first goal is massive. If Roma scores the first, I think they could go on and win one nil or two nil, so be a low scoring game. If Feyenoord scores the first, then it's a more of an open game and it could be a goal fest, even an over 3.5 goals as well because of the quality of the Roma players that they have. But, you know, uh, Feyenoord has scored 28 in the competition. Roma have scored 27. I got a feeling if it's a low-scoring game, Roma could edge it. A frantic game, Feyenoord has uh, more chances for me. Uh, and I think, yes, I highlighted before the fact that Roma has got a lot of uh, wins uh, to nil. But... 
you know, if you want to back Roma, for example, if you think Roma is going to put their hands on the trophy, the one I like is a combination of a Roma win and a totals goal under 4.5. So, for example, a 3-1 win for Roma would even do it. And that's a high-scoring game for their standards. That would play... They will pay plus 165. Or you could go, as I said, for an under 2.5 goals, as you, as you mentioned, again, minus 100.9, 100.10. That's, that's the line. But yes, uh, that, that's where I'm more inclined uh, I'm more inclined to go, uh, really, where, with this one. If we have to talk about Feyenoord, you know, we have to highlight the fact that this is a team that has come, you know, they just didn't surge this season, and that's it. It is a lot. There is a lot of work behind it. If you talk to the manager, Arnes Lot, he's the same manager that two years ago was managing AZ Alkmaar in the season of the pandemic. They were level with Ajax before the championship was stopped. And it tells you how good he has been. Then he moved to Feyenoord. And what he has done is given basically a second life to a lot of players that we kind of forgotten. Uh, Sinistierra, the Colombian one, uh, top scorer of this uh, competition. He's 23. He already played for the national team. So he couldn't say he's a young player, but he was kind of coming off the radar. Dessers, again, 10 goals in the competition. On loan from Gang, he's 27. It's done really, really well in the partnership with the Colombia, the Colombian. This season, uh, they, they go from loan Gustil from Spartak Moscow. Only one appearance for the Dutch national team, 27. He scored over 20 goals for them in all competition. And then there is a good blend of young players, product of the academy. Uh, you got uh, Gertruda, is the left back. Uh, Malasia, again, product of the academy. So, you know, it is a good blend, good formation, 43. They can, they can really hit you on the counter, quick players. So it is a team that uh, you have to closely watch. I think it is really interesting the way they develop. And when, when you say, yes, Mourinho is more on the ugly side of win, I think, I think that's true, whereas you could not say the same about the, the final manager, Arnes Lott. It's a, it's, a, it, it, it's a more progressive in these regards. But, you know, in finals, experience counts a lot. Yeah, I think it does. But it's obviously two very different contrasting styles, which equates to a good, good, um, a good football match. Uh, let's have a look at some of the markets. I mean, you mentioned Tammy Abraham. I mean, there was question marks, wasn't there? He went for £34 million. Didn't really do it in the Premier League. And he was doing it at Chelsea, where he was coming on against the lower teams in the Premier League and scoring two goals. People think, could he do it at the top level? Uh, Jose Mourinho said to uh, the English supporters that he will make an England centre-forward out of him. And he certainly yes. <laughs> looks as though he's done that. We're desperate for someone, if anything, it happened to Harry Kane and Tammy Abraham looks as though he could be the man who's going to be the, the understudy to the England captain if there was an injury. 29 goals this season when you consider for a young man in all competitions in Syria, which is interesting. It's, it's very hard for someone to come to a new country, very hard for someone to, to hit the ground running and score goals like that. Players have come before and failed. But Sammy Abraham has been very, very impressive. And he's he's got a hero status in Rome, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. Because, because what he done, the way he adapted very quickly, he's very good technically. Abram is very good in uh, tight spaces, you know, uh, with his feet, with um, sometimes we even when the area, the box is congestionated with a lot of plays, he really, really finds the space. And then he's got the ability that he also show up at Chelsea to drop wide. He likes to go on, on the right hand side. Mourinho also taught him how to go deep and allow the runs from midfield. This is going to be another key, I think, for Roma. If Roma are going to win it, how Pellegrini and Zaniolo can attack the spaces that Abram leaves to them. 
mean, they had done it time and time again. So I think Abraham has become a sort of a whole rounder. Uh, you know, um, his, his numbers in terms of scoring are really, really good, but the way he helps the team to play is really important. If you look at Abraham to score in this uh, in this game, it's a plus 200 to score at any time. And we're looking at a player that already scored nine in the competition. So that could be another one that I kind of keen, you know, and also Abram has scored important goals in big games. So it could be the right time for him to leave, to leave his mark on something historical. Yeah, he's actually gone a little bit bigger with Bet Rivers now. It's plus two zero five. So you get more money wow. for you, more buck for your money. So that definitely looks a the threat when you consider how we inform. And he scored two goals on the final day of the season as well. So he's got goals in him. He's plus five seventy-five to score the first goal as well, and also plus five seventy-five to score the last goal. So if you're saying it's one nil, you could probably bet him to score the first, last, and to score. And yes. you know, we'll, we'll pop a nice bottle of Italian wine over to celebrate if he if he gets the job done. Uh, Bet Rivers have a whole host of prop bets on the final, lots and lots of different markets. I think there's over 400 different markets on it. I know you've cast your eye over a few of them. And uh, what kind of areas do you see some value in in, in some of the props we've got? Some of the well, obscure I, markets that are available. I think if you don't want to commit yourself to a winner or another, you can choose some of these and have a little bit of fun. Look, for example, at the corners market. Uh, Roma are the second team in Serie A for corners taken, 248. The first team in Conference League for corners taken, 71. That's an average of 6.21, if I'm not wrong. But Feyenoord, on the other hand, they're not bad either because they're the sixth team in the Conference League for corner taken, an average of five. And actually, I read a stat that is very interesting. Feyenoord is the team that in the Conference League has more shots on target after recovering the ball in the final third. So they're going to press really high. They're going to create chances. And some of these chances might end up in a shot on target. Some of the others might end up in a, in a save from Rui Patrizio or in a corner as well. So overall, these are teams that, yeah, they do produce a lot. The numbers of this team tells you they do play on the front foot. They get to the byline quite a lot. Their shots on targets, any deflection is a corner. Bet Rivers, over 10.5 corners overall in the game. That pays well. I think it's around plus 112. So, you know, doubles your money, really, your, your, your stake. So why not, why not going for them and trusting to be, uh, it could be even a cagey game, but with a lot of corners, for example. And also in a cup final, if one team does get the early goal, the other team has to press, so brings on the yeah. corners, and it's a cup final. So, you know, any other side gets them on the counter attack. You, what you don't want in any of these markets or corners, you don't want it to just stay, to be stagnant, horrible, nil-nil, and just the ball in the midfield, messy. Um, look, you've looked at the bookings as well. Um, Italians in cup finals, we're, well, not going to be, they're not going to be not passionate affairs, are they? Yeah. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to absolutely give it 100% with their passion and uh, Mourinho on the touchline. So that, I'm sure you've looked at that. Uh, who's the referee? Have you looked at the referee for the final? Yeah, the referee, it's a Slovak referee, I think. I think it's Kovacs. Yeah, we saw him in the Champions League uh, recently. I'm not sure about his record, but what I'm more sure is about the bookings record and the fouls record of the two teams. Look, in this, in one of these two teams, plays the, the guy that has been booked the most in Serie A this season, which is Gianluca Mancini. He's be, the defender from Roma. He's been booked 15 times in Serie A this season, 20 times in total in the season, five times in Europe one in Coppa Italia. So 20 bookings for Mancini in around 50 games. Basically a booking every other game, pretty much. Uh, also, Roma has got three three players in the top 20 in Serie A for bookings. The other, the other one being Sergio Oliveira, 
the defensive midfielder. He makes a lot of fouls, stops the games quite a lot. But in terms of Feyenoord as well, they are the second team for fouls committed uh, in Conference League. And both Roma and Feyenoord are in the top six for yellow cards in, uh, in, in the Conference League. So the average is 4.3 cards per game. So I think, if, you know, with all these stats, you could go for over 4.5 cards in a final. I don't think there are many, actually. Um, you know, normally, it's also, especially in the dying minutes of a final, if a team is only winning one one nil or two, you know, there will be some tactical fouls. So that's over 4.5 cards, minus 104, which I like. But also, as I mentioned, Gianluca Mancini to be booked anytime. 20 cards already for him this season. No red cards, though, only yellow cards. Plus 175 and similarly, also Sergio Oliveira for Roma. He will be around the same the same line. Yeah, I'm looking at the the ref and uh, looking at his bookings, and he's he's actually sent off five people in his last 15 games. So, you know. so uh, he likes giving a card in the Romanian league. He, he gave nine bookings and one in the Champions League uh, game against Man City and Real Madrid. He, he gave only two, but obviously that was a, a very different game. More goals than bookings in that one. He didn't have time to uh, to oh. dish out any really because he was what his notepad was full of goals rather than bookings. But uh, yeah, he's not he's not he's not accustomed not to give a, a red card here. So yeah, I like that a lot, especially if. Um, I wouldn't like to say it, but obviously if, if Van I do go 1-0 up, I can see some histrionics from uh, Jose Mourinho on his side to try to unnerve the Van side. Um, so what would be your best bets? You're giving us some, some of our picks. Where would, you, where would you think the best angles are? You know, you're saying it's going to be a Roma win and a low score. And just, just before we go on to that, if you do back a, a bet Daniel's advice on a Roma win and total goals under four and a half, that is only 90 minutes. So if Roma do win uh, after extra time penalties, that would, bet would be graded as a loser. So where do you see the best betting uh, angles for this game, Daniel? I think the value is on, uh, as I said, on the cards, over 4.5 cards, minus 104, and potentially on a both to score, no, If you, because I feel Roma could edge it. That could be that could be a, a narrow win for Roma, both to score no, which I think it's 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 slightly slightly on the underlo- underdog line if you like. Yeah, so there's a recap of Daniel's bets: Roma to win and total goals under four and a half at man about plus one sixty five, under two and a half goals in the game at minus one oh nine. Both teams to score no, over ten and a half corners at plus one twelve. Tammy Abraham to score any time. Over the bookings at minus one of four, which is his strongest play. And Gianluca Mancini to be booked at plus 175, all on the Bet Rivers website. I think it's going to be low scoring. I, I really like under two and a half goals here. And I like your angle of betting Roma to win 1 0 and 2 0. I think Mourinho knows how to get the job done. Nothing's going to change. They'll get the goal and I think they'll frustrate. And a bit of trivia last three European final for Mourinho Porto, Monaco, 3 0. Inter, Bayern, Munich, 2 0. Manchester United, Ajax, 2 0. There you go. Job done. This time next year, Rodney will be millionaires. But that's Daniele Fischichella. He's uh, available. Where can we follow you on uh, Twitter, Daniele? On Twitter, is at the Fissi. The Fissi, they are. You can catch uh, Daniele, obviously, some of his shows on the YouTube channel and on the podcast. He is our Italian 
correspondent here at Bet Rivers Network. Uh, Danielle, thank you very much for all the work you've done uh, for the season. And we're looking forward to speak to you again in the close season. Enjoy your break. And uh, we'll be touch. Uh, we're back in touch with only a couple of weeks away. It's a couple of months away now. So we'll be back in touch in July. Uh, that's it. That's the preview of the Europa Conference League. Stay tuned to the Bet Rivers Network. Looks more exciting stuff coming. We're back with the Champions League and some weekend action across the MLS. Take care. Ciao, Nigel. Susan. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Extra Time on the Bet Rivers Network.